0: Principal Matters Podcast, episode 269. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about leadership at every level with my guest, Janelle McLaughlin. Janelle McLaughlin is an education consultant for advanced learning partnerships, working with districts all across the U.S. She is a former curriculum director for Manchester Community Schools in Indiana. Prior to that role, she spent 14 years as a classroom teacher. Her experiences range from job-embedded coaching for teachers and admins to leading effective, collaborative, and facilitating action plan developments. Ms. McLaughlin, has a strong belief in the power of education and the role leaders play in building a strong foundation for their organization. She has worked with education leaders in over 30 different states and two countries, and she's presented on numerous topics at national and international events. She holds a BS and MA in elementary education from Ball State University. She's obtained further licenses in school leadership from Indiana Wesleyan University and gifted talented education from Manchester University. She's also the author of the new book, Leadership at Every Level: Five Qualities of Effective Classroom Building and District Leaders, published by Solution Tree Press. Janelle McLaughlin, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. And I always like to ask my guests to fill in the gaps on that intro and tell listeners something else they may be surprised to know about you.
1: Hi, Will. Thanks for having me. Um, gosh, well, that intro was lengthy. <laughs> so Filling in filling in the gaps. Well, I will say, I kind of fought the idea of becoming an educator when I was younger. And I, I remember always wanting to be a teacher and always loving learning. I had an older sister. So usually when we played school, I was the automatic student. But um, I've always, I always loved kids. And I found myself volunteering at church and different things where I was the one kind of leading younger kids. But my mom was a teacher. And I didn't want it to be this thing. Well, I just became a teacher because my mom was a teacher. And so um, I actually spent a lot of time my junior year in high school thinking I was going to be a physical therapist and volunteering in a physical therapy department and um, figuring out that it looked really boring. So apologies if there's any physical therapists on on the podcast listening, because I'm sure it's not boring. But to my 16-year-old self, it seemed boring. And once I decided to quit fighting it and embrace the fact that I was supposed to be an educator, um, I haven't regretted it since. So it's been a super fun journey, um, and it's been a long time in the education field now.
0: Well, you're joining me today from Manchester, Indiana, and I'm sitting in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, Janelle, it's so fun to be able to connect like this. And I'm just so excited about your new book, Leadership at every level, five qualities of effective classroom building and district leaders. And, and we were talking off the air before we jumped in about the great relationship that you have with Solution Tree Press, and I'm also a Solution Tree author. So it's just so fun to sit in the room together and, and share the journeys of our, of our own writing careers. But let's talk about your new book. It, would you start with just sharing a brief overview of what are the five qualities you've identified in your journey for effective leadership?
1: So I've been blessed, Will, at working with different leaders throughout my education um, career, both as a classroom teacher, um, a district curriculum director, and then as a consultant for the last six years. And when I really stopped to think about it, the best leaders that I encountered um, had those same five qualities. And it didn't matter where you were leading or even what industry you're leading in. But those leaders tend to all be relational, where they're going to put relationships first, they're innovative in their thinking. They're not stuck in the traditional, this is the way we've always done it type of mindset. They're flexible so that they can be adaptive and really listen to different ideas that come their way. They have integrity and they're lifelong learners, which I know is a phrase that gets thrown a lot of, around a lot in education, but it doesn't um it doesn't take away the fact that you have to be a lifelong learner if you're going to be an effective leader.
0: I so love that. And just on a side note, to be uh To be a little coy, I was trying to think, what kind of acronym can we make out of it? It almost spells RIFLE. But what I love about those qualities, relational, innovative, flexible, having integrity, and being lifelong learners, let's apply that for just a moment to the work that education leaders need to keep in, in mind. Because I know you do a lot of work with teachers, instructional leaders, and principals. And in this podcast, a lot of our leaders are either aspiring leaders or they're veteran leaders who have been serving at the building level or the district level. Um, why don't you grab one of those for a moment and just talk about why that particular area is one that you see is is important in the work that you've done in school leadership
1: you know i am gonna i am gonna grab that lifelong learner's one um, i remember as a classroom teacher i i was under the impression that everyone shared the same mindset as i did you're kind of isolated because you're in your classroom um, i was an elementary teacher and i knew that teaching writing was super boring and for me and the way I was teaching, it was boring for my kids. So I started investigating um, writer's workshop and that framework and nobody else was doing it in my school, which was fine, but I had to do that, that learning on my own and implement it in my classroom. And I saw unbelievable changes in the quality and joy of writing for my students so fast forward to when I become a, a district um, administrator, and I was at a very small district. So when I say I'm a curriculum director, um, I always joke that I did everything the superintendent didn't want to do, which was his entire job. And I guarantee he's not listening to this because lifelong learning was not one of the things that he was um, really grabbing onto. So anyway, um, one of the things I did was lead professional development for my district, and I that was when I found Twitter. This was in 2011. So. If you've been on Twitter way longer than that, I was a slow learner. But anyway, I remember sharing with a group of teachers that I held in in high respect um, about Twitter and how it just like boosted my professional development. And and I said, hey, in 15 minutes, I can get on Twitter and I can find something that adds value to my craft. And I just remember the one teacher looking at me and saying, you expect us to do that on on our own time. And I was so flabbergasted. I think I just was speechless because I thought, no, I'm sharing a cool resource with you. Number one, nobody ever said it was an expectation. But number two, if you don't have 15 minutes to add value to what you do as a classroom leader, then we've got a whole other problem there. And that's what I see even fast forwarding now today in my work as a consultant, Many, many districts and i'll say most districts tend to invest their professional development dollars in teachers which i highly value there are frontline educators right they're working every day with those kiddos but our building level and our district level leaders have to have that same growth mindset and have to continue building and, and investing in themselves and their own learning. And so whenever i get to work and coach with those leaders um, the the work that carries on beyond their office, is what is super exciting to see. So it trickles down. It has a much broader effect than what they might think it's going to be when they first um, invest in that.
0: Wow, Janelle, I'm so glad you told that story. And I just want to pause for a moment and speak directly to Principal Matters listeners, because one of the things I think that's so important about leadership growth is reflection is just taking time to ask myself, what am I learning in this situation? What could I do better next time? And then refining my practice and taking my you know, steps accordingly. And so the idea that I think sometimes that lifelong learning becomes a passion for those who are invested in growth. And sometimes I forget that not everyone has that same investment. And I can remember distinctly a conversation with another educational leader. We were driving to a meeting together this was several years ago at a district where I served and she was just commenting similar to to what you were saying. She was like, I'm really surprised how many other leaders I know that don't take time to go collaborate or don't connect with other leaders or don't connect with learning. And I remember at the time just being pausing and recognize, I didn't think that was novel for those of us that love to do that. And so principal managed listeners, you, You wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't already a lifelong learner. So kudos for those of you that take time every week to connect with content like this or other podcasts or books or learning. And and kudos to you for modeling that for the people who you lead. Um, Anything you want to add to that before I ask the next question, Janelle?
1: Well, I will definitely reiterate the fact that podcasts are a perfect way to continue your learning. I have heard people say, well, I just don't have time. But that that's just like exercise, right? You have time if you make it a priority. And podcasts is, are one of those things that I know I can always have time. There's always a drive where I can listen or there's a walk that I can go on. There's always time to be able to fill my um, learning bucket through a podcast. Oh, Whereas yeah. articles and books, I have to be a little more intentional with that.
0: Yeah, uh, me too. Doing the dishes, mowing the yard, going for a run picking up the kids. I'm just like, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to like have something really valuable to listen to during those gap times, instead of just turning on the radio. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, my my next question is, you talk a lot about leading with both the head and the heart in your new book. So can you explain why that's essential to you for strong leadership?
1: Well, this kind of goes back to um, when you asked me to to share something that might surprise listeners. And I, and I wasn't even, I didn't know I was going to share that, but all of the different ideas of professions that I had throughout my life, the thing that they all shared was, were, were that they were servant positions. They were about helping people in some way. And I don't think that anybody became an educator just because they love science. Because the, if you love science, you're going to do something with science. You have to also love people. And so educators all begin the profession. Sadly, some of them lose it, but they all begin the profession with this desire to lead with both intelligence and a heart for servant leadership. And so um, that was a recurring theme is just that servant leadership mindset in the best educational leaders. So that's where the head and the heart come together.
0: Well I love that analogy and I like to when I'm doing some training with leaders I often will show like a visual of the human brain and we talk about you know I don't know if you've ever seen that Mercedes-Benz image that they did in an ad years ago where the the right side is just this beautiful rainbow of 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 colors that are glowing and exploding on the page and then the left side is all these these graphs and patterns and it's just a reminder that in the, the even in learning we use both sides of the brain you know, one's expressive and the other's more analytical. Man, leadership's the same way. I mean, we've got the head and the heart. You've got to be able to understand the processes and the patterns. But if you're not employing that passion part too, or the service part, and I love how you connect that passion to service, which is the heart of what we do, then you're really missing out on the whole purpose. Uh, You can't lead unless people are following you. And you're really not going to have followers unless you lead with both intelligence and heart at the same time. So thanks so much for that. Hi, friends, I wanted to jump into the middle of this conversation this week with just a quick notice. I know you're loving this conversation with Janelle McLaughlin, and we'll share links to her great new book at the end of today's episode. But if you are planning PD for the beginning of the new semester because some of you guys are already beginning to plan some January and February PD. Keep in mind that some of my content is available whether virtually or in person on a limited basis and I would love to connect with you if you are looking at some PD that you're maybe doing with teachers or with school leaders whether you want to connect with my books on principal matters or messaging matters, or pause, breathe, flourish to talk about educator self-care, you can always reach me at williamdparker.com or by email at will at williamdparker.com. That's it. I just wanted to give a quick shout out and thanks for listening to the rest of this great conversation with Janelle McLaughlin. Let's talk about some of the suggestions that you give in your book for those who want to grow in their own path of leadership.
1: So I think too often we kind of wait around and expect professional development to be handed to us or professional growth to happen to us. And that lifelong learning still goes into effect. And I think anybody can do this. So we don't have to wait around for our school districts or our organizations to say, hey, you're going to this PD this day of in-service. Instead, um, each individual needs to take initiative for their own personal professional growth. And you hit the nail on the head, Will, earlier when you talked about self-reflection. I think no growth can start until you have really self-reflected on where you are, what are your areas of strength, what are your areas of opportunity or areas that you want to grow in, and then set some goals. And maybe you're somebody who wants to set one big goal. Um, I like to set those three-month, six-month, 12-month, five-year type of goals. But once those goals are set, then create an action plan. I don't think it's enough to have a goal. You have to have actionable steps in place and even have those due dates. So by this date, this is going to happen. In this date, this is going to happen. Um, ideally, share it with somebody. We all do better when we have an accountability partner. So if you've got a colleague, um, even better if you've got a coach in your district or organization that can, can help walk alongside you, that's great. But you don't have to have that. Um, And then pursue your own personalized professional growth. What does that look like for you? Does it mean books? Does it mean conferences? Does it mean podcasts? Does it mean uh, writing a book? You know, what are your goals and what are your action steps and what resources do you need in order to make that happen? Um, And then self-reflect. Again, it's just a cycle. You've got to continue creating um, that intentional time for reflection so that you can write the next steps in your action plan.
0: I love how in the introduction to your book, you say every person deserves a strong and caring leader and every leader can continue to grow and learn those lessons to serve well the best part is that we don't have to wait on someone to make a plan for us, hire the right keynote speaker or send us to a specific conference, each person can determine the path to their own leadership growth and I just love that Janelle because it's just a reminder that no matter where you are right now listening to this you may be in some place that's rural or remote or urban or suburban with or without access to pd or funding but you don't have to wait you don't have to wait to grow so th- that's great i, I want to summarize what you just said because it's just so powerful and you guys don't have the benefit of seeing the notes that we're sharing back and forth between us but those just as a as a recap on the ways that you can grow in your own leadership one take initiative two self reflection three set goals four create an action plan and five pursue personalized professional growth well Janelle every educator has a story and so i would just want i just love it if you could take a moment to share why teaching on leadership has become such an important part of your own education journey
1: so I strongly believe that all educators are leaders. Um, That doesn't mean that they're naturally good leaders. It doesn't mean that they're good leaders at all. But I do feel like every student, every teacher, every staff member, every district administrator deserves to be a good leader, but they also have a responsibility to become a good leader if they're not. Um, You shouldn't be in education if you don't care about leading the people that you're serving strongly believe that. And um, I also am very aware of burnout that happens in education. And so um, teaching people on developing their leadership skills and qualities helps prevent that burnout by connecting them with resources and people and um, the benefits of that collaboration that you mentioned earlier, Will, I think those are all important parts of being a strong leader and being the best educator, regardless of what your um, level of leadership is. And and piggybacking on top of that, another reason why it's important to me is just that I, when I, when I moved into district administration, it was almost overnight that it became an us versus them. I had I had very close teacher friends because I was in the same district where I w- was teaching, and I just remember at this whole district thing, they wouldn't sit with me anymore because I was now one of them as the administrators. And I think that's such a horrible mindset to get into in education. And so one of the reasons why I wrote this book is because it really does focus on what leadership looks like in the classroom at the building level and at the district level so that, one, we have transparency. If you've, if you've got classroom leaders that don't want to become um, building leaders or district leaders, they still need to know why those people make the decisions they make. And if you are a building or a district leader that hasn't been in the classroom in a while, you might need to remember why classroom teachers make the decisions they make as leaders of their classrooms. And so that's, I just want to break down those barriers so that we have full transparency and are truly doing what's best for students.
0: Wow. I love that takeaway in those applications too. And you're reminding me of some research I read years ago, Rick DeFore's book, In Praise of the American Educator, he talks about in Finland, and everybody loves to talk about Finland right now. But one of the things I love about the way that they design education is that when you step into the career at the front end, most educators are expected to choose a pathway. They can either teach on the path to become a master teacher or teach on the path to become an educational researcher or teach on the path to become an instructional leader or a building leader at some point. And, And his point in the book was that education from its inception with that mindset is guiding everyone towards leadership. But it's on a path where you're doing that collaboratively based on the skills and sets you have. And what I've discovered in education is often teachers find themselves at a crossroads of if I want to advance, I might have to become a principal. Well, maybe I don't want to be a principal. Um, So what are some of the other options? And so what's so great about your book and your practice is that you've discovered ways that educators can flex those leadership muscles without having to become a principal or an assistant principal or dean. And if they want to, that's wonderful because that might be the best context further leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's wrap up this conversation because I want to make sure that that listeners have an opportunity to connect with your content and with your book and with you. And so tell us how uh, listeners can stay connected with you. And then what are some closing thoughts that you'd like to leave with those listening to our conversation and, and how can they find your book?
1: Yeah, so my book is available, I'll start with that. (laughs) My book is available for pre-order both through Solution Tree Press and Amazon. So that's exciting. The release date is December 31st, but apparently there's a major paper shortage. And so I was told this morning it might get pushed back to January, but it shouldn't be a huge delay. Um, My website is InnovativeEducationSolutions.net. And there's every possible way you could wanna connect with me linked on there. with Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, they're all there. And then I also work for an amazing company called Advanced Learning Partnerships and their website, alp.com. I also have a page on there that you can find all that kind of information as well.
0: Great. Well, Janelle, what closing thoughts would you like to leave listeners with as they think about growing in their own leadership?
1: I, I just want to go back to that it all lies in your hands. It's not, you don't have to wait for anything to decide what you want to grow and build in. Um, just take that initiative and start.
0: Well, Janelle McLaughlin, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to talk about your new book and for the great work that you're doing with educators around the U.S., and the world. And if uh, principal Matters listeners, if you want to connect with Janelle, you can go back to my website at williamdparker.com and look for episode 269. And I will include those links in the show notes. But thank you for taking the time to listen and learn because what you do matters. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Janelle. Thanks, Will.